0: Hello again everybody. I am the Common Sense American. We are in for another week of everything is racist and anything the Democrats want to do I guess they're going to get to do. Uh, We're just hoping that even though everything every insane notion will you know that typically clears the House will stall in the Senate or something like that. Um, But amidst all the uh, ongoing problems, uh, that we see in words of systemic racism and, um, and things like that being tossed around. I, I wanted to do a podcast based specifically on, uh, I always like to get to to the root of the problem. I really do. I'm, I'm not big on overanalyzing the surface issues, if you will. I want to get at the root of things. When I spoke about the pandemic, Uh, I spoke more about what the uh, virus exposed in this country as opposed to what it actually is or what it did. Um, It exposed our uh, terrible, terrible health, both mentally and physically, and our uh, increasingly cowardice defeatist attitude when it comes to uh when we hear things from the government we just do it but beyond that uh this the statistics proved that this is a bug that kills the pretty much only kills uh the people who are in bad condition three quarters of everyone in this country who died from that virus are overweight were overweight or obese And most of those, 90% plus, were all elderly and in not good condition. They had, uh, 95% plus had underlying something. They had hypertension or high blood pressure or or diabetes or a a number of things typically associated with overweight, with poor lifestyle. Um, This is something that has been brewing for decades. You can't expect society to get to that level of uh, sickness in terms of uh, mental and physical health and expect it to be able to deal with a virus that really isn't even a killer on the surface like COVID uh, is. And that's what that exposed more than anything. It was a wake up call that we had to get in better condition quickly, rapidly, because there will be many more of these coming. And, you know, we can't, it'll decimate us, something even a little bit worse, because we just can't handle anything. Because we are in such poor condition. Now, going in that same vein, using that same process, if you will, to expose what is rotten in this country. um, We talk so much about the encroachment of socialism on our uh, values and on our daily way of life and how Democrats are basically become the Socialist Party. How straight up communism is getting a second wind. How... um, You know, the idea of big government is going over very well with leftists and they want more and more of it. And I have also done shows in the past of why and when this happens in society. It happens when people become less competent, less capable, less driven, less ambitious, less intelligent, uh, less stalwart, uh, less determined. When they start to have to lean on others, which is the curse of socialism and communism... Uh, in order to survive, uh, they really like the idea of of a big government and, and big brother giving them money and giving them a reason for, for a living and giving them this universal basic income, which is the most dangerous idea on the planet for a variety of reasons. Uh, it com- it's completely anti-human and removes the incentive to even live. And... The cause of this, yes, we can trace it to Democrats, we can trace it to the messages they're sending, but it has to be, in order for those messages to resonate, it has to have a basis, there has to be a foundation for it, there has to be a receptive audience, and we have that now due to something else. We talk about systemic racism, there's something else, there's a systemic problem all right in this country, but it's something that has nothing to do with race and everything to do with mediocrity. Mediocrity and poor quality has become, unfortunately, the hallmark of this country in recent decades. And it has sprung from uh, years and years of the it's okay" plague, the everything is good enough plague, the declining levels of education and basically saying, well, our kids can't do this anymore. So we simply won't even teach it. And we're going to try and defend the idea and say that, oh, well, it's not really necessary. Why do you think they took away the writing element in SATs after they had added it? We performed so poorly that instead of, you know, obviously it it should have been a wake-up call and say, this is terrible, we need to fix this. Instead, we do what we all do now in all forms of education, which is, oh, well, if they can't do it, then we just won't make them do it. And that has had devastating impact, an absolutely devastating impact on the economy and on, the, on worse, on the attitude of the average citizen. Mediocrity reigns because we have allowed it to reign. People do their jobs poorly. They work at it less, they care about it less, and they demand more in return for poor work. Our products are terrible. Our food is a joke. And I'm talking about just... Your everyday run-of-the-mill stuff, I'm not talking about all the high-end stuff, which we still do have. There is a lot of that out there, but it's simply not accessible to the majority of the populace. And the the everyday stuff that we see, that we ingest, that we purchase, that we, you know, we just go on and, and get stuff. While our electronics, our godly electronics that we continue to deify, have become superior and have advanced... Everything else appears to has regressed. I mean, I always... And it's not across the board. I mean, we have made advancements that I think are important. You know, I often make the claim that even though I say I would always feel as if I was born 55 or 60 years too late, um, I would not have been a one... I, I would not want to be around when cars were the train wrecks that they were. Sure, they were kind of kitschy in the 50s and all that. My father's a mechanic, and he would talk about this lies, says they were just... They were death buckets. No safety features. They're all made of steel and metal and iron and, and certainly not the breakaway glass that we have. People would die in them all the time. Uh, even even uh, low-speed accidents would result in death and serious injury because they just, they're just they awful. And we've made so many advancements in that field. And that for that, we, sh- we should be grateful. And there's many other advancements that we made that we should be grateful. What I'm speaking of more is that the general everyday products that we see are in such poor quality, that we can create them in places like China and other places overseas for very little with very poor quality materials, and we don't care. We're starting not to care. We have—we actually stop caring. Our food is a travesty. We have people coming here from other countries that I, would, I, I know a few that ca- it came recently in the past few months, and one of them said to me the other day, do you not have food here? You, you don't actually eat this, do you? And it's not like this is a wealthy individual that came from a palace. It's just come from, you know, random place. I think he was, he came from uh, 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 France, part of France anyway. And then another one was from Belgium. And they're not from even big cities. We all know that in urban areas, the food is significantly better. It's, it's, It's excellent just about in every major civilized city around the world. That's it. The competition is so high, demand is so high that they really do excel. And we excel in that in certain ways here as well. But the everyday food that you go and see in a supermarket, I mean, we're reaching the point where honestly 90% of that crap you can throw right out the window. It's garbage. It's infused with mass chemicals. It's very low quality in terms of production and ingredients. Uh, It's what you get out of all chain restaurants. It's just really low quality, poorly prepared and we've fallen so far that we don't even know it. And then you go outside the country like I was. Every time I go out, I'll go, even in a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere has vastly superior food to what we have that's cheap and just fantastic in so many ways. And we used to have that, but we have allowed mediocrity to sort of take over that industry. And now we're you know, charging $25 in a chain restaurant for something that is really not impressive at all. And it's kind of embarrassing. And we, a lot of people who have not been out of the country or have, or maybe aren't old enough, they don't recognize this. They don't realize just how far that aspect has fallen. And in general, how people do their jobs, how people perform in their jobs, so much less is expected of them. The demand of them is so much less. And we expect so much less of ourselves and we expect more of the outside influences and forces. We expect more money for less. We expect more money and more benefits for doing a mediocre job. And uh, employers at every turn are handcuffed in saying that we, it's almost to the point where we can, just like in schools with teachers, that we can no longer discipline our workers. We can no longer say, no, you can't do this. No, you can't have this afternoon off to go bring your cat to the vet. No, you can't, you have a hangnail so you stay home. you, no, you can't have five weeks paid vacation. We, we can't do that. No, you can't have $75,000 for doing something that is like burger flipping. We, we can no longer do this. And we can't even explain it to you because you're so stupid. You don't understand why. It doesn't work this way. But again, when we demand so much less of ourselves and and the I, the, the other side is allowing it to happen. You take a look around at how people dress, at how they act, at how they perform. It's slower. It's worse quality in terms of what they produce. They're dumber. They demand much less of themselves. When the pandemic hit and everybody was forced to stay home, what did America do? They stayed home, stared at screens and ate and gained 30 pounds at least. That is indicative right there of a lazy, stupid undriven, undisciplined society. And I'm not saying everybody had to, like, you know, work out four, 400 hours a day and, like, learn Greek or something, but they could have done something. This proved beyond a shadow of a doubt where we are. And when I go out, just out and about, just go and get groceries, go and get gas, go just go do stuff, go sh- to a store, go walk around a bit, you notice how slowly people really are moving and how how little they really even know about their job even and it's their it's the lower end jobs i think that are suffering the worst right now because they're demanding nothing from these people absolutely nothing and they know nothing and it shows and they don't even care they care nothing about the quality of the work because it doesn't matter you almost can't fire anybody anymore we're reaching that point just as you cannot discipline children much anymore in schools just as you can't hand out a failing grade all that easily It's the same thing in, in, in all workplaces. Ask employers who are willing to talk about it. It's very difficult to fire somebody for good reason because it's very easy for them to go to the labor board and complain and make their life, the employer's life, an absolute living hell. There is almost no justification for chastising or criticizing somebody at any level of their lives from school to work to how they live their lives. You have social workers telling, you know, coddling everybody and saying, Oh, you made a bad decision, and we'll try and help. Instead of basically just saying, You have to stop doing what you're doing, they won't even do that. This whole, Oh, it's a life choice thing. No, being a slime bag is not a life choice. And it affects all the rest of us negatively in a hundred different ways. And when we demand less of ourselves, when we de- when the outside world demands less of us in turn, instead, it'd be one thing if we were all trying to be the slobs that we are and have become, many of us, but the outside world said, no, you're not, you can't be doing that. You, step- you can be a slob at home if you want, but if you come outside and you're going to work in society, you're going to be part of a civilization, you have to step up your game a little bit. If they kept to that, then we wouldn't be in this situation because people would be forced to say, okay, well, I have no choice you know, if I want to survive. But that's not, that's not what's happening. The demand has, has gone down and down and down as, along with our own, uh, our own mediocrity. So mediocrity, and I say this all the time, mediocrity begets mediocrity. Need begets need. The more dependent you feel, the more dependent you become on an employer or on the government in order for, you know, that puts you in a position where, sure, you're going to support all kinds of ideas of socialism because you're essentially at your core afraid because you are not well prepared for anything. My grandfather uh, was a World War II veteran. Uh, He had a fifth grade education and... He was his parents didn't really teach him and he lived on a farm. He could He knew a little bit about farming, but he he didn't know anything else. Coming out of the war, uh, he married my grandmother and uh, you know started a family at home on, on nothing. He had nothing, he was trained for nothing. He had no education. Uh, and at the end of the day, at the end of his ninety seven years on this planet, he had uh, had five children. Put them all through college. Uh, retired, you know, not wealthy, but comfortably, you know, traveled a bit with him and my grandmother in their, in their golden years. Uh, and he did everything there was to do. He taught himself everything. He was a self-taught electrician, self-employed electrician, handyman. Uh, grew most of the food that the whole family uh, ate. Uh, self-taught mechanics, self-taught everything. This is how they didn't make a lot. So this is how they saved money. This is how they created a living for themselves. My father said they would go go and find a junky car, you know, barely, probably didn't run at all, at a junkyard, barely held together, bring it home, fix it up, and drive it for 10 years. Uh, Did the same thing with any piece of equipment they really needed because they couldn't afford new stuff. And that was not abnormal. That's not, that was not a... Uh, a unique case in America in the times of post-war. That was what many people did. And that level of, I'm going to do this no matter what it takes, I'm going to learn, I'm going to better myself, and I'm going to do it for the sake of myself and my family, and I am never, ever going to expect a handout. The last thing this guy ever wanted was a handout, and he never took one. Never took assistance from the government in the form of unemployment or the form of welfare or anything else. No food stamps, nothing. Didn't matter how close they were to being very hungry, or how close they were to missing a mortgage on the house. No, no. The last thing he was going to do was take a handout. And that was a mentality and an attitude that prevailed in this country because mediocrity was not a thing. The opposite. Success and quality was a thing. America was synonymous with those things. If you wanted to come here, you had to adapt those principles because you weren't going to do well if you didn't. Now look at the group of people coming to this country. They know they don't have to do much of anything. They can sit home and get assistance and pretty much do very, very little and have everybody on their side proclaiming them to be these noble, hardworking people when many of them are the lowest of the low. And I've said this before in that uh, we are attracting the lowest of the low because of the state the country is in. The highest ranking people in the planet, those people with drive and ambition, the people like my grandfather, they have no real need to come here because they're doing it just fine in their country, which is unfortunately doing a lot better than us. And what are we attracting? We're attracting people who like handouts. We're attracting people who need to be taken care of because we will take care of them. Hence, that's our population. If you have a population that says, oh, I can't do anything, I won't do anything, and you owe me simply for drawing breath... You are going to get very low-quality things around you. You're going to get low-quality service. You're going to get low-quality performance. And you're going to get low-quality people in general. Communication has reached an all-time low. How people communicate in business. I know this. I know people who know this. Uh, they just won't answer you now. I mean, you send emails or you leave voicemail; They're not even going to answer. Could be weeks. And it doesn't even seem to matter the urgency level. There is no urgency anymore. Because there will always be a safety net. There will always be something to lean on, somebody to lean on. There will always be people going, this is why we need universal basic income. This is why we need welfare. If if welfare worked, the numbers wouldn't keep going up. The percentage of people on forms of assistance wouldn't have skyrocketed. One quarter of this country is on some form or has taken some form of assistance as adults in their lives. That can't be. That is not the attitude that built the country, that powered this country through some of the darkest times, from the Depression through the wars, where everyone had to step up. And now we're entitled to so much, and we expect so much, and we can't handle anything. Diversity is not... Adversity, I'm sorry. See, diversity is on everybody's lips now, so it comes out of mine. Adversity is not something we can handle readily. And we think that we're in desperate need when so, you know, now we just need to be coddled. I was at the, I drove past a food bank the other day. Why is everybody standing in line fat? How is that even possible? Getting food from somewhere, what are they standing in a food bank for? I, I don't understand. They're poor. And then you start to realize, and I go, oh, that's right. I forgot. Everybody poor in this country is fat. Well, how? How could that be? You take a look at pictures of people in depression standing in soup lines. They're barely alive. They're skin and bones. Can you find me one picture of a skin and bones literally starving to death individual in this country anywhere ever? Because there isn't one. You can point to them and say, there's a whole big feature uh, article in the paper about how people are starving how these poor people don't have any food, and it's just a bunch of fat people in the picture. I, you know, this kind of, it, it makes me understand just how far we've come, our fallen, actually. Mediocrity is the bane of our existence. Mediocrity is at the core of everything. And it's mediocrity in ourselves and in the entire society. It's an infection. It's a plague. It spreads. What we demand of ourselves has, become, has so, so, so little. And what is demanded of us has shrunk along with it. When so little is demanded of you and when so little is demanded of yourself every single day, you become essentially kind of like a drone. You don't do anything. You don't think anything. Your brain isn't open. Your body doesn't work very well. You're, you know, if you weren't, if you can't find a job in what you went to school for, that's it. It's like you're screwed. You're just going to be on government assistance your whole life and take menial jobs because you can't, you refuse to do anything else. You won't learn anything else. won't do anything else. These these are the things that are coming up through society now that we're starting to see, that this, we are not going to demand anything of ourselves, and we're going to demand everything of our government, and this is how we're going to live. And you will, people like my grandfather don't exist and won't exist because this is not an environment in which they can exist. We don't demand that anymore. It was demanded of him. Sure, there were a few forms of assistance, but it wasn't going to be enough to feed him and the whole family and keep the house and keep them out of the streets. It wasn't going to happen. He had to do it himself and he knew it. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew that if you wanted a job, you had to be pretty much, you had to be good at it and you had to keep trying at it. You a little cold, you're going to work because you wanted to keep that job and you wanted to rise up. If you wanted to be promoted, you actually had to do a good job at your job. These things seem to be disappearing. People I know in, in business, people I know work in an office, they say it's just it's basically just a joke. It, it, what you, what they, the amount of work they actually do on a weekly basis is so little that, you know, they're always worried about losing their job because they realize that their job is meaningless. And if they who cares if they lost it? The amount of work they do could be done in one day. My father, works he's 80, 90 hours a week, he's almost 70 years old. The mediocrity is... The, is the crux here. We need to demand more of ourselves and the entire country needs to demand more of us. Both of these things need to happen. I think the country thinks it needs to happen first because then we'll be forced to adapt to it. We have to stop handing things out. We have to stop saying everything is okay. We have to stop the extremely dangerous um, it's good enough mantra, which is what our, this country's mantra has been. Such and has produced worse quality crap And the worst quality people to go along with it. Now, I know I'm aware. It sounds like I'm kind of bashing the country. But this is the state we're in. I'm not saying that, you know, we couldn't pull out of it. And that there are not people who, you know, we don't have people who are capable of these things. But we're not forcing them to be capable of these things. We're telling them just they're allowed to be slobs and who cares. They can be lazy. They can be stupid. they 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 don't have to have ambition or discipline or any such thing. And worse, we're starting to spread the message, or Democrats are starting to spread the message that those things are actually bad. That somehow they're racist. That somehow they're elitist. No. They're just human. They are what created the greatest country in the world during a certain span of time. There was an attitude that created that country. The attitude of, we're going to be the best at just about everything. We want to excel at everything. We want to beat everybody at everything. From every level of society, education to economics to, to invention, everything. What have we even invented aside from new freaking smartphones in the past years? I mean, our, our, our level has fallen so far that it's kind of scary. And this is all I wanted to get across this week. I, I wanted people... So take it upon yourselves to try and learn something new or do something new or uh, be as dedicated and as ambitious as you can. And I'm not saying if you have to do that 24-7. I'm saying you have to adopt that attitude on a daily basis when you work for the sake of yourself, for the sake of your neighbor, for the sake of this country. That's all. So that's it for this week. Hopefully it's more uplifting than it sounds, more inspiring maybe. And... Um, Anyway, I hope uh, you lend an ear. Feel free to share with friends and family. Everything I do is free. I don't do ads. I don't do explicit content. And I don't require you to sign up. I don't ask for your email or private information. I respect your privacy. So that's it for this week. And I hope I'll see you again next week. Thank you.